And the Academy Award for Best Podcast goes is Everything Electric. Everywhere All at Once. Oh, oh wait, yeah. no, hold on. There was a mistake. I actually yeah. read it wrong. What's the winner? Election Profit Makers. Yes! Accepting the award for Election Profit Makers is John Kimball. He's making his way to the stage right now. This is Election Profit Makers' 44th Academy Award. Now you're on stage. Okay. I would just like to thank the Academy and um, all the people that worked with me on the podcast. My co-host, David Reese. Couldn't be here tonight. Oh, yeah. He's shooting a new movie on Mars. It's a uh, documentary about the first car on Mars. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good Academy yeah, Award speech. That was good. Well, I, was, it, yeah, I wasn't prepared. Oh, I didn't, didn't, no, I didn't. No, I did not think it's I was like going to win. Like, oh, wow. I never thought I would win. Um, I didn't write anything. Uh, let's yeah. see. Uh, I want to thank my agent. Um, and my partner. And uh, I couldn't be out here. Boys. And then they always forget somebody. Yeah. Anyway, we all have Oscar fever over here at Election Profit Makers headquarters. And yes, this is Kid Midas reporting live from Election Profit Makers headquarters. I'm in North Carolina sharing a microphone with my co-host, Academy Award winner, John Kimball. Good to see you. And my laptop fan is going fucking Oh, it's fine. I always it's fine. That my laptop fan is gonna is gonna ruin no. the recording. <laughs> no, there's plenty of things in line ahead of that. Okay. Well, anyway, um, welcome back, everyone. It's um, election profit makers. We were in Gainesville, Florida, recently doing a live show that we could talk about in a moment. But while we were in Gainesville, I couldn't resist but doing a little Gainesville thrift store shopping. We went to the Habitat for Humanity Restore. And you know I'm always in the market for vintage 1970s and 1980s era sleep machines and white noise machines. And I found a model that I had never seen before. It was not yet part of my collection. It was a Hometics brand sleep machine. Is that a famous brand? It's one of the main sleep machine brands. Okay. And uh, this, one has a, this one has a setting called Heartbeat, which I had never seen before. But now I'm like, I don't think I needed to buy a white noise machine. My laptop fan seems to be filling that role quite adequately as I slumber. Because this is so loud. Can you hear this? Sounds yeah. like a white noise. Yeah. I'm yeah, it sounds hell. like a waterfall. I'm in hell. This sucks. No, no. Okay. So heartbeat. Let That's a little sort of odd. I don't think machine. I don't think uh, heartbeat is one that you normally see. Do you think that was was made in 1982 when E.T. came out? Is E.T. Oh, because it's Cause glowing. It, yeah, yeah. Wasn't there a song like My Heartbeat? Listen to my heartbeat. It was an E.T. Is that? <laughs> no, that's not an E.T. song, but there was a heartbeat song for E.T. Let me plug in this white noise machine. I brought the white noise machine over. We're going to do an A-B test between this white noise machine and my laptop fan and see which is more better for sleeping. More better for sleeping. That's the name of this episode. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm just plugging in the white noise machine, everybody. No oh, shit, it's not going to reach the microphone. Damn it. How are we going to do this? Can I pull this over? Oh. Loose. We're keeping it loose. Okay, ready? Can you hear that? That's white. That's the white noise from the white noise machine. Now compare that to my laptop fan. I'm holding my laptop up to the microphone. It really does sound like white noise, doesn't it? It does. It's a lot quieter, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
Now let's put it on heartbeat setting. Oh, that makes me feel That's restful, right? <laughs> yeah. Why did you go to sleep while well, this huge giant's heart is beating? Yeah, that makes me feel nauseous. Really? Yeah, a little so. bit. Well, listen to one more. Spring rain, friends. Here's spring rains. Be careful not to doze off if you're behind the wheel right now listening to the podcast. Come on, that's classic. That's good, right? Yeah, spring I like rain. that one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start the podcast, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. And by the way, I'm not editing shit today. That's this fine. is live to tape. That's fine. John Kimball's got the live podcasting bug now that he's now that he's recording one live at <laughs> oh, Satchel's Pizza yeah. Restaurant. He's I got the bug. Love it. I love doing live. What did you think of that? What did you think of our whole trip to Gainesville? Let's do a little recap for the people. Who well, there. the show. I don't really know. I sort of. I, I I've, I've forgotten a lot of it already. Okay, and I haven't typical. watched I haven't watched the tape. Uh, the trip I loved. I love meeting Satchel and his wonderful family. We met his mom. Yeah, his mom made us chicken pot pie the night we arrived. Yeah, with we, green jello salad. It was delicious. We and then we had lunch at, at Satchel's, and his sister joined us, and we met Satchel's lovely wife, right. Caroline, yeah. and uh, she was in, just as good a host as Satchel was. Mm-hmm. And um, I think were Satchel's kids, did they come to the show? I don't know. I think they might have, but there was a lot of other people there as well. So I don't know if we, whether, dude, ignore it. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, So yeah, we loved Gainesville. 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 They say Gainesville or Gainesville. Gainesville. Yeah. Gainesville. We drove around. We saw the tallest buildings in Gainesville. We we monitored the skyline of Gainesville. We went to the old hotel. What, what's the name of the building? The Seagull Building. It's 10 stories high. It used uh, to be the tallest building in Gainesville. And we took the elevator all the way up to the 10th floor to take a look out the window. And then we tried to gain roof access, but the door was locked. Yeah. Then we went to look at the current tallest buildings in Gainesville, which are some windowless dorms on the University of Florida campus. That's right. The Beatty Towers. And we looked at those and we drove all around the campus and we saw all the students on their Vespa motor scooters. That was something I had never seen. It's like the kids all get around on like Italian motor scooters. Like, what is this? A Fellini film? Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying, too. What do they say? U of F? What does that mean? University of Federico Fellini, the great Italian director? (laughs) I asked for yeah. a, I asked for a large coffee, not a La Dolce Vita <laughs> Macchiato, with extra Italian neorealism. Yeah, right? speaking of coffee, we went to Jean Luc Godard. Much European cinema. I hope it doesn't rain, so I don't have to break out my umbrellas of Cherbourg. We went to a place right? co- called yeah, movies? right, yeah, movies, yeah, yeah. yeah. We Academy went to Academy Awards. Much we went to a place called Coffee Culture, which seemed like a cool place, but I heard it wasn't the coolest place. Apparently, what? it wasn't the coolest, but it was closest to our uh, Airbnb where where Satchel put us up. With it had nine rooms, yeah, and yeah. a pool, yeah, and um, had a saltwater pool that I got in, yeah, yeah. Just like when they dance in the fountain in La Dolce Vita, Federico Fellini much, University of Florida, Vespa motor scooters every which way, the bicycle thief. Yeah, I'm familiar. What year was that? Charlie Chaplin. Uh, Stick a fork in some potatoes and make them dance. I'm Charlie <laughs> Chaplin. Yeah, yeah. Cinema mastermind, Charlie Chaplin. Okay, anyway. Uh, Any other thoughts? Uh, uh, we saw alligators. 
We did. We saw a number of alligators. We heard rumors of bison. Did not see any. No. Nope. Uh, but yeah, we saw some eight, nine, ten foot alligators and got pretty close to them. Yeah. Uh, we had barbecue. We had some Florida barbecue, which was actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It was good eating. Between yeah. The, between the chicken pot pie and the satchel's pizzas and the Florida barbecue brisket fried okra. Yeah. It was a good, was a good visit. And Satchel brought us uh, like breakfast treats every morning. Yeah, it was nice. Thank you. Thank you, Satchel. Yeah. Congratulations on your anniversary. Thanks for hosting the Election Profit Makers. And uh, thank you also to all the listeners who showed up. Some drove from Orlando. Some drove from Daytona Beach. Mm -hmm. uh, people drove from all over the state to come to the show. And that was really great. And um, John has, has told me that he will never do another live show again. But I will say I am available to do a live show. So if someone wants to book me as a solo act. Yeah. And John can phone in from wherever he is. And we can have me live in person and John on Zoom. Yeah. If your pizza parlor is celebrating a huge anniversary, send an email to contact at election profit makers and we'll, and we'll work something out. John was at the airport as we were leaving Gainesville. And I heard him say with a tone of utter defeat, the words I've been longing to hear, which he said, I think I need to get some water. I feel dehydrated. And that was a wonderful moment for me because he, then he accepted the, the hydration lifestyle, the liquid lifestyle, the H2O. He had an H2O gasm as he drank a bunch of water so that he would feel better. Yeah. So that's great. That's the kind of thing that happens with travel. It broadens your horizons and moistens your uh, palate. Yeah. It was moist in, in Gainesville. Yeah, the air was quite moist. Yeah. Quite moist. Turn on your heart light. I love this. Keep, this is keep going. This keep is going. Lucy. When I'm in the same room with you, I don't give two flying fucks yeah. about what happens. It's great. Yeah, you it's, love this, It's right? intense. Yeah, it's really yeah, intense. It like we're sharing a microphone, yep. like a morning zoo that's fallen on hard times. Yeah. And everyone has to share the same microphone. John, turning to the news of the week, not only were we in Florida, and not only were the Academy Awards last night, but also it came out that George Santos was involved in a 2017 credit card. <laughs> what? This guy is the He's... king of the war. This guy is the king of news. Okay. I am at this point impressed. Are you starting to switch over to being an out and out fan? I don't know if I'm a fan, but I'm just impressed because he's got to be. I mean, this guy is a a serial crook. He's like Ocean's fourteen, huh. and you got to be pretty smart to do. I mean, like this feels like mob type stuff. Yeah. I mean, he basically is being accused of orchestrating a credit card skimming operation where they set up a one of these skimmers that you put over an ATM and then they have a camera that records the people that are using the ATM and grabs their pin number and then they later take the pen and steal your money. He did that, right? Yes. Well, like his, well his roommate did it. Right. And his roommate got arrested and deported and now his roommate is saying, has, has, has put out this affidavit in the last week saying Actually, it was George Santos that was the the man behind all this, which I totally believe. I believe because I think George Santos is a criminal mastermind. I mean, maybe that's where all the money came from. 
Oh shit! I honestly didn't think about because everyone was wondering like, how did he all of a sudden have all this money to love? <laughs> he stole it. He credit card skimming. He stole it. Yeah. Oh, I and I will say his Mona Lisa smile, his inscrutable, uncanny grin has only gotten more and more disturbing the more revelations yeah. come out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he's gonna. I I don't know, man. He's not going away. He may. Yeah. He's not going to stay in Congress, obviously, but. Mm, I mean, he will for a little while, but he's not going to get reelected. I guess not. This is going to be the most intense UNC sports update Uh, of all time, and probably the last one we ever do, and we'll explain why. John, let's have our UNC sports update. Okay, well, uh, the UNC basketball uh, season is over. The Tar Heels had a chance to advance and, and win some quad one wins in the ACC tournament and failed at that and they had the selection sh- show for the NCAA tournament yesterday, and UNC was unsurprisingly not included. And then about an hour before the NIT selection show was kicked off, which is the secondary uh, tournament. For the, the National Invitational Tournament. Right. Right. Uh, UNC put out a press release saying, we're not going to accept a bid from the NIT. We're just shutting it down. Too good for the NIT. I don't, is that what it is? I don't think it's that they're too good. They're clearly not too good for the NIT, but that is exactly what it looks like. It's a terrible look. I hate it. I went on Reddit last night on the college basketball subreddit. And they were just ripping. Oh, my God. The dumping on UNC. I was like, is this place a super fun site? But look, some of it the is. toxic dumping on UNC, John. I was like, is this place a super fun site? Yeah. Get the EPA out here because UNC is getting dumped on. Right. They were dumping on Coach Hubert Davis. They were dumping on the team. They were like, um, Baycott is no kind of team leader. Well, Why don't they go to the NIT and if these guys think they're too cool to play, let them, let some seniors play. Let some bench warmers play. I Just agree. More practice. I agree. Now, listen, this has happened before. In uh, 2021, Duke had a terrible season, and Coach K and his team declined the NIT. And that's why I am not happy that UNC did it, because it's a Coach K move. But even that's a bad comparison, according to the Reddit post I read, because that was a COVID thing. Uh, it was COVID-related. Uh, look, we this team has got uh, injuries. It's probably in its best interest to shut it down, but I still hate it. I wanted to pad the resume. I wanted to add more wins. The team could use practice. Oh, you think? And and I think a lot of the people being angry are just people that feel that UNC is wearing this scarlet letter uh, of the NIT, getting this NIT invite, and that they need to be forced and humiliated to actually play in it. I agree. I love I'm totally into the forced humiliation of any sports team. I like it. I, I kind of, yeah, I don't have a problem with it either. I feel like, yeah, that was what you signed up for. You guys, you know, in, in 2010, UNC had a bad year and Roy Williams said, we're going to the NIT. That's what everyone on Reddit was saying. They said, Roy would never. No. Roy would never. Roy Williams would never. No, and they went to the NIT, and they went all the way to the championship game, and they got some great experience. And then the next two years, they dominated, won the ACC, got number one seeds in the NCAA tournament. So it actually helped them. You hate this team, and now I hate this team. I'm really disappointed in this team. Yeah. Yeah. And what about Hubert Davis? Are they going to fire Hubert Davis? No, no. Hubert Davis has at least four years, probably five years. He needs to get his own guys in. But I I don't think there's any question that Hubert 
has not done a great job this year. He biffed it this year. Let's say that. He biffed it, right? Yeah. We can call him Hugh Biff Davis or Huge Biff Davis. Yeah. Could we get yeah. that trending yeah. online? Yeah. Hey, guys, can we get that trending for us? Huge Biff Davis at, at Huge Biff Davis. How about that? Yeah. UNC? But, you know, Roy biffed some years, too. Yeah, everybody and, and then, every once yeah. in a while. Nobody, nobody can be perfect. So we'll, we'll see what happens in the next year. And if now, you- I have to tell you something, John. This, is, this, is, um, this could cause some complications for our podcast because, unbeknownst to you, I have been ordering on eBay vintage UNC athletic trading cards from the years 1989 and 1990. Hmm. And for our new Patreons, when, when you sign up for our Patreon, in addition to sending you some EPM stickers – I've been enclosing like these vintage trading cards because they're kind of cool. It's from the past. King Rice. And we talk about UNC athletics and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that. And now it's like, I just ordered a new fresh batch for new Patreons. And it's like, well, this brand is totally tainted now. The brand of Dean Smith and Michael Jordan and James Worthy and, and, you know, and, and psycho T Tyler Hansbrough. Now it's mm. tainted by us turning down the NIT, but I have to mail these trading cards out. Cause what am I going to do? trade them i'm not gonna trade them i don't trade shit yeah i i think we can we may redeem ourselves all right but this is not it's not a good time right now well if you sign up for the patreon and you get a a vintage unc trading card and if you don't like it you want to burn it protest like when those hippies burned their draft cards back during the vietnam war feel Mm. free to go ahead we would understand because this was not a good look for unc Okay, so I have watched a ton of basketball, too, because I was just wondering whether we're going to make it in or not. And I feel more up to date with all of the various teams this year than I ever have in the past. So this year, I am way, way excited about participating in a a, a bracket challenge. Even though UNC is not involved, you're going to make a bracket? Yes, I'm going to make a bracket. And we actually have uh, a bracket that – we uh, yeah, EPM listeners on the Discord have set up a bracket so we can do a bracket challenge. I'm just, yeah, I'm gonna throw it's it's bit.ly slash EPM madness. All one word, EPM madness lowercase. Bit.ly slash EPM madness, and you too can sign up and be part of the EPM bracket challenge. And I really think I have a good chance of winning this year. Who are you putting at number one? I, I haven't decided yet. It's gonna be two. Duke's going to fucking win. Duke has such an easy bracket, but Duke's first game is pretty tough. So Duke, if they can get past their first game, which is no guarantee, I think there's a good chance they go to the Final Four, even, even though they're a five seed. But I don't think Duke can win at all. I really don't. Why is everyone on the Duke, Duke coaching staff dressed in all black, skin tight? Uni- it looks like they're all like in a they've dance always, group or something. No, they've, it's that Cobra Kai thing. It looks Duke like has always done sprockets. that. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, sprockets yeah. on Saturday Night Live? From Now's the years time on Sprockets when we dance. What's up with that look? It looks like they're like ninjas. Is it to intimidate? People? Yeah, yeah. It's the Cobra Kai thing, you know, from Karate Kid. The... Did he dress all in black? Yeah, they... yeah. Why don't they wear suits? Why don't why don't mm-hmm. basketball coaches wear suits anymore? Yeah, because of COVID. What happened to COVID. Did we lose our way? COVID. Because the COVID got caught in their lapels? Oh, <laughs> oh, destroyed. John, let's keep it going with the Hollywood update. Last night was the Academy Awards, and I have a hot take. The Academy Awards are Hollywood's night to shine. What do you think about that? Yeah. Now give me your takes on the Oscars. Well, all I know is that 
everything, everywhere, all at once, uh, won a lot, uh, maybe one, maybe won some awards. I, I just follow on Twitter and that's all I know. And the one thing that Twitter absolutely blew up on was the editor of that film is apparently super hot. All right. That was a pretty good take, I guess. That's all I got. Chris writes in, I wanted to write in to tell David about a guitar pedal controversy that is currently brewing. I'm guessing that he may already know about it. There is a company in Ukraine making a pedal called the Evil Pumpkin. When I saw a video of what they were doing, it reminded me of some videos I'd seen on David's Instagram. Effectively, they turned an old pedal into some kind of analog synth. The controversy is that an American company is pursuing legal action against them for using the name of a product made in America. I feel pretty certain David was probably aware of this story, but I figured perhaps some other listeners might be interested in offering some kind of support. I thought about buying the pedal myself, but at $320, it felt a little steep for something I wouldn't really use musically. I'm an Americana musician. I play the fiddle and guitar in a Bob Willis-style band in Buffalo, New York, home of some interesting buildings, but a lackluster skyline, unless you are approaching by boat on Lake Erie. Huh. I never heard of that. Approach. approach yeah. Buffalo has a terrible skyline, but I, I'm interested in and a boat approach skyline. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested in that. Check it out, John. I also work at an award-winning craft brewery. If you are ever traveling through the Rust Belt, I'd love to give you a tour of the old architecture and, of course, the best sports for chicken wings. The, the best, best spots! The best, the best spots! The best spots. And, of course, the best spots for chicken wings. I think that burns a telltale heart. Mm. That we could do that now. We could be like the mornings. We could be like a sleep machine. Can I take this microphone? Hey, everybody! It's me, David, taking over the mic. Yeah. Welcome to the Sleep Machine Morning Zoo. And if someone does, if someone makes a goof, we don't have an air horn or make a funny fart sound. We play a human heartbeat off, yeah. off our off our sleep machine. Are you okay? It's yeah. really making me nauseated. Sorry. Yeah, I don't like it. Well, Chris, I was aware of the evil pumpkin. This is what this is. Is um, there's a guy in Kiev in Ukraine. And he's been modifying Boss DS1s, which are orange distortion pedals. You'll remember that a, a Boss DS1 set the world record for most expensive pedal ever sold at auction when Kurt Cobain's Boss DS1 uh, sold for $75,000 recently. The Boss DS1 is a, a pedal that's famously open to modification and circuit bending. And I have one, but I haven't gotten around to messing with it. But this fellow in Ukraine really took it to the like next level and is basically like like Chris says, turned this distortion pedal into like a full-on squelching synthesizer. He also he started by just keeping all the modifications and the switches within the enclosure of the pedal, the original boss enclosure. But now he sells this thing where there's a kind of like has a sidecar with extra knobs and stuff. So it's like basically a sound generating device as much as it is a guitar pedal. And it's called the Evil Pumpkin, obviously, because the Boss DS1 is orange, like a pumpkin, right? And it's evil because it makes these sinister, crazy sounds. And apparently, there's an American company that has an amp or something or a product line called Evil Pumpkin. So now they're now they're um, having an argument on Instagram about who's allowed to use the name. The guy in the guy in Ukraine says that he was selling them under that name before the American company had registered the name in America, Evil Pumpkin. I don't know. I'm sure something. What do you think? You know about this from domain stuff and trademark stuff. Well, yeah. 
he's definitely got something if he if he was using it before they registered it. That's one thing that would be important. But were they using it before they registered? before they even officially registered it? Were they using it before he was? In which case, if they were, even though they hadn't officially registered it, then they would have a, a common trademark. So. Okay. Thank you, John. Yeah. And thank you, Chris. I, I knew about this device, but I didn't know about this legal brouhaha. So thanks for, for cluing me in. And I'm actively submitting, I'm actively soliciting news from the world of guitar pedals because I have to get back into guitar pedals. Oh, here's a little bit of guitar pedal news. Hey, everybody. I recently bought my first new guitar pedal in many years. I've really just been buying secondhand guitar pedals. But the other day I was here in town and I went to go see uh, the fine folks at Twin House Music. Give a shout out to that music store in Carborough. And I went to mm -hmm. Twin House Music and I saw that they have the, the uh, uh, what's it called? Fly Fly Agar, how do you say that? You know what magic mushrooms are called? Like Fly Agaric, mm -hmm. Fly Agar. Mm -hmm. You know, we're always talking about taking shrooms to mm -hmm. help us mm -hmm. with our minds. Yeah, but I don't know what it's called. So there's a new type of shroom pedal made by this pedal company called Farm Pedals, which is a guy who's a farmer up in Maine. And when it's the winter, he builds pedals with his family. <laughs> and he makes these like boutique pedals. And he has a new phaser pedal called Fly Agaric or Fly Agar. One of you, one of you deadheads will tell me how to pronounce it. Anyway, anyway, I bought it. So that's a great story. So goodbye, everybody. Yeah. On to the credit. Hey, Election Profit Makers is an independent production. We welcome your support on Patreon at patreon.com slash election profit makers. Please send in your election prediction questions to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. And if you want to advertise with us, you can email us at that same email address, contact at electionprofitmakers.com. Goodbye. Bye.